Amazon tiene todo lo que necesitas para tu dormitorio, desde productos esenciales hasta ropa y decoración e incluso ropa de cama para... Si, 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 si estás activas. Y si estás regulares también. Ahorra en todo para la universidad en Amazon. In the heat of the moment, you're not just keeping it calm, you're keeping it cool too. With an ice cold cold brew. And not just any cold brew, but one that's slow steeped and mixed with brown sugar and molasses flavor. With a cold foam infused with brown sugar coolness and a cinnamon sugar sprinkle on top. That's keeping it calm, cool, and cold brewed. With Dunkin's new brown sugar cream cold brew, America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to another episode of This Week in History with me your host Dan the Viking. Thank you very much for your response to my Norse Pagan History podcast that we did a couple of weeks ago. The response has been amazing. I've had a lot of requests for more stories and this is something I didn't really expect um, purely on the basis that uh, a myth or a legend uh, like the Norse stories are are very strange as to whether you can actually call them uh, well they're not historical facts let's put it that way and we tend to as historians deal in facts rather than uh, myths and legends but the response has been fantastic so I will entertain you once more with a couple more Norse pagan stories and the first one we're going to cover is called the war of the gods the Asir were not the only gods. A mysterious race known as the Vanir had appeared to the east of Asgard in the lofty realm of Vanaheim. At first, the gods lived alongside each other in peace until one day a mischievous Vanir goddess paid a visit to Asgard. My name is Golvig, she told the Asir and began to delight them with her magic. She conjured fire out of thin air, painting beautiful shapes with the flames and turning them into gold. Then she told the gods what they would do the next day. Each god was amazed when her predictions came true. Odin was fascinated. I know the secret of runes, he boasted. I have learned so much of the art of magic but even with all my skill, I can't think how you perform these tricks. I demand to know the secret. Golveig laughed. Why, there is no secret. These tricks are child's play to the veneer. It comes naturally to us. Tell me then, insisted Odin. But you are an Asir, a warrior god, came the reply. Your kind revels in violence. We, Vanir, are gods of the earth. We care for the plants and make them grow. We're so different, I couldn't teach you even if I tried. 
Odin shook with rage. He couldn't bear the idea of not knowing something. Take this witch and burn her, he shouted. The Aesir tied Golveg to a wooden stake and lit a fire beneath her. Golveg laughed, even as her body was consumed by the flames. Soon she was no more than a heap of ash on the ground. Moments later a wind blew up. The ash swirled in the air and took the shape of a woman. The Aesir watched, astonished, as Golvig's body reformed. Skin, hair, clothes and all. Burn her again, roared Odin. But again, Golvig disintegrated, only to reform as soon as the fire burnt out. She laughed manically. The Aesir threw spears into Golvig and burned her body a third time, but she would not stay dead. In the end, Odin worked some magic of his own. Realising that he could not kill the Vanir sorceress, he banished her forever, casting her down to a damp and dreary corner of Midgard. Njord, the king of the Vanir, and god of wind and waves, was furious. He gathered an army of Vanir warriors, and they thundered to the great wall of Asgard, eager to take revenge. The wall was high enough to keep out the tallest of the giants, but it could not withstand the Vanir's magic. A powerful spell crumbled the stones, and Asgard lay open to attack. The Vanir marched with weapons raised, ready to meet the Asir army. But instead, they were met by a single god, Odin himself. Have you come to fight us alone? Njord asked. Or are you here to offer your surrender? Why should I surrender? snorted Odin. My son's army has already invaded Vanaheim. You're lying. Am I? Use your magic. See for yourself. Njord cast a spell, peered into the clouds, and saw that Tyr, the bravest of the Asir, was marching through Vanaheim with a great army behind him. Beside Tyr were his two generals, Onir, Odin's, Odin's youngest brother, and Balder, Odin's son and striding through the ranks was the goddess Frigg, who had the power to heal any wound. Attack, cried Tyr, and his army charged into Njord's great stone hall, killing the guards and smashing down the walls in no time. They had reduced the hall to rubble. Far off in Asgard, Njord felt the damage to his home deep in his bones. He turned to his son. Odin must pay for this insult, he hissed. Begin the attack on Asgard. I am ready, father, replied, replied Frey. He raised his sword arm, and with a blood-curdling cry, he and his army began to charge. Odin didn't move. With a gloating smile, he blasted on a trumpet, and his son Thor came storming into battle in a chariot pulled by two ferocious goats. 
Tooth Nasher and Tooth Grinder. Their hooves pounded so hard, great pearls of thunder shook the nine realms. Thor swung a sword at Frey as he passed him, and Frey countered with a mighty clang. Frey knew he was no match for Thor in battle, but he did need to be. He had a secret, a magic sword. Frey let go of the blade and backed away. His sword sprang into life and flew through the air as if controlled by an unseen hand. Thor jumped from the chariot and battled with the sword. But this magic sword countered every blow. Stop, Odin cried out. I call a truce. Let us not see our sons kill each other. I agree, said Njord. He nodded at Frey, who grabbed the magic sword in one hand, offering the other to Thor as a token of peace, and the two warriors shook hands. Now call off your army, Njord said to Odin. They've already destroyed my home. It is done, Odin declared, pointing into the distance. Look, I have sent my ravens to tell Tyr to return to Asgard, and we will return to Vanheim, said Njord. Or, Odin began, as a sign of our new-found peace, why don't you stay here in Asgard and sit on the Aesir Council? I like the idea of being able to keep an eye on you, Njord mused. I agree on one condition. You let us keep an Aesir god in Vanaheim. Gladly, said Odin. Take my brother Onir. Onir, asked Njord, what good is that simpleton? My brother is no simpleton, Odin fumed. Why, there's no one better at considering advice. He'll make an excellent chairman for your council. But to help him, I'll send Mimir. Mimir guards the wall of truth. There's nothing he doesn't know. So be it, declared Njord, and the two kings shook hands. Njord built a new hall in Asgard, as did his son, Frey, and his daughter Freya. The Aesir welcomed and accepted them. But in Vanaheim, the Vanir were soon cursing Odin's name. Onir refused to help the council, and wouldn't make any decisions unless Mimir told him what to say. And Mimir was so angry at being sent to Vanaheim that he never spoke a word. The Vanir sliced off Mimir's head and sent it to Odin, threatening to start a new war. But Odin did not take the bait. Instead, he covered the head with herbs so it would not rot, and sang charms over it, to give it powers of speech, revealing to him all Mimir's secrets. When Njord saw Mimir's head beside Odin's throne, he knew Odin had a great advantage over the Vanir. If war ever broke out, he was sure the Aesir would win. He vowed to stay loyal to Odin from that day on and always keep the peace. Now, that's one of the 
probably one of the main stories in Norse mythology because Vanir, uh, the Vanir gods and the Asir gods are uh, very, very important to Norse mythology. I'm going to do a little bit of a, a couple of stories on, I would say, the underrated god of Norse mythology, um, and that is the god of Loki. Um, so a lot of these stories, or a lot of the stories in Norse mythology, uh, tend to use Loki as the evil one, and uh, we shall see why. So the stories of Loki. Among the gods in Asgard lived Loki. Though godlike in appearance, he was descendant from giants, so it's hard to say if he was a god himself. In fact, it's hard to say anything for sure about the handsome, troublesome Loki. He could change his shape easily by snapping his fingers, and was as slippery and cunning as the child of a fox and an eel put together. Still, in spite, or maybe because of all of his tricks, Odin loved him like a brother. One day, not long after the war, a stranger in a scruffy coat came riding over the rainbow bridge to Asgard. Loki sat watching him approach. A mysterious stranger, he thought. There's no better type of visitor. I wonder what mischief he'll bring. Who goes there? called a voice. It was Heimdall, the mighty guardian of Asgard. He moved to block the stranger's path with his vast sword, muscles tensed, ready for a fight. I have an offer for Odin, the stranger replied. Heimdall patted the man down for weapons and then let him pass. All the gods gathered to hear what this stranger had to say. I am a builder, he said. I can rebuild your wall that was destroyed by the Vanir War. But it will take 18 months and it won't be cheap. Name your price, boomed Odin. They really did need a wall to keep out the evil frost giants. I want the sun and the moon, said the man. The gods all started shouting angrily. We'll have to scrabble around in the dark, one cried. But the builder wasn't finished. I also want to marry the beautiful goddess Freya. And at that, the gods fell silent. A dirty, sweaty builder marrying their beloved Freya. It was unthinkable. Freya herself almost fainted in horror. How dare you, roared Odin. Get out. But Loki, who'd been standing quietly beside Odin until now, said, Don't be hasty, old father. I have an idea. He leaned closer. I say, accept the offer, but only give him six months. He can't possibly finish that quickly, so we'll get half the built, half the wall built, for free, and we can finish the rest off ourselves. Oh, you are cunning, Loki, Odin smiled. Then, like a voice of thunder, I accept your offer, Builder. But you must complete the work in six months, not eighteen. Then please let me use my horse, 
said the builder. I can't carry rocks by myself. I don't see why not. Go ahead. So the builder and his horse set to work. As the months went by, the wall went up higher and higher. And soon it started to look as though he'd actually finished the job on time. Panic spread through Asgard and Odin was furious. Loki, this is all your fault. Your ridiculous scheme is going to lose us Freya, not to mention the sun and the moon. You better stop this builder from keeping his side of the bargain or I'll tear you to ten million pieces. Loki cowered. I swear, Odin, I'll stop him. You had better, or ten million pieces. The next day, as the builder was starting work, a beautiful, glossy mare appeared from the woods. She shook her tail at the builder's horse, and the horse whinnied and ran after her. The builder chased his horse all day and all night, but he couldn't catch it. The deadline came and went, and the wall was not finished. The builder howled with rage. You tricked me, you gods, he cried, throwing off his cloak. He stretched up and out some more, revealing his true form. A towering stone giant. Before the giant could attack, Thor stepped forwards. He grabbed the boulder and hurled it at the giant's head. Lightning cracked the sky, fired by Thor's fury. And with a resounding crunch, the boulder smashed into the giant's skull. The giant crashed to the ground, and there was a pause. Well, we certainly don't have to pay him now, said Odin. A few days later, Loki appeared leading an eight-legged horse. He looked at Odin with wide, sorry eyes. This is for you, he said, handing over the bridle. This wonderful creature, Loki added, stroking the horse's nose, is the child of the giant's horse. It was born today, fully grown. And I believe I'm looking at its shape-shifting mother, Odin replied. He peered at Loki more closely. Indeed, Loki still looked a little horse-like in the face and stamped his feet just like the mysterious mare. Loki grinned. Guilty, he said. Odin was delighted with his new steed and with Loki's shape-shifting trick. So even though the other gods grumbled, Odin forgave him. With a huge sigh of relief, Loki swore, I'll never get us into trouble like that again. Odin failed to notice that Loki had slipped his hand behind his back. Fingers crossed. Loki had children. Many people don't know this. And Loki was not the only troublemaker in his family. Before Loki's children were born, the far-sighted Norns gave the gods a terrible warning. The trickster's spawn will be the death of you. Three of Loki's children did indeed look deadly. One was a wolf named Fenrir. The other was Jormungand, a gigantic sea serpent. And the third was a demonic creature known as Hel. 
Half her body was young and girlish, and the other half was old and rotten like a corpse. Jormungand and Hel were so terrifying they were cast out of Asgard at once. Good riddance, Odin shouted. Jormungand fell with a tremendous splash into the ocean surrounding Midgard. While Hel plunged into Helheim, the land of the dead, and became its ruler. Only Fenrir was allowed to stay in Asgard. He was just an ordinary wolf at first, and the gods felt they could handle him. But he soon grew into a gigantic, drawling beast, with teeth and claws as sharp as knives. We will have to chain him up before he eats someone, said Odin. He looked around. Any volunteers? The gods remained unusually silent. Loki, he's your child, perhaps you. Loki cut him off mid-sentence with a reproachful look. How can you ask me to tie up my own son? Please don't make me. Odin held up his hands. Fair point. Anybody else? But none of the gods wanted to go near the wolf. Eventually, Tyr, the god of war, stepped forwards. I will do it, he said. The next day, he approached Fenrir, carrying a huge heavy chain. You're such a mangy, puny beast, he taunted. If I tie you up with this, you'll never get free. I could get out of that in my sleep, the wolf replied. The wolf let Tyr chain him, yawned, then burst the chains with a ripple of his muscles. I have to have a thicker chain, thought Tyr. After searching high and low, the war god found a chain that was twice as thick as the first, with links as big as dinner plates. You won't escape from this one, Tyr promised. Fenrir shrugged his hairy shoulders and let Tyr chain him up once more. As the god of war wrapped the chain around the wolf, all the gods gathered to watch. Surely he couldn't break out of a chain as thick as this. When Fenrir was trussed up tightly, Tyr stepped back and waited. Stiffly, Fenrir lay down, putting his head on a chained-up paws and looking very sorry for himself. The gods sighed with relief until the wolf twitched his nose flicked his tail and tore through the chains as though they were paper. So Tyr had to start all over again. This time he sent a message to Nidavela, the dark home of the dwarves. It's time to call on the experts, he told Odin. No one in the all of the realms can forge stronger steel than the dwarves. But the dwarves didn't send back a metal chain. Instead, they sent a rope, smooth as silk and as slender as a small finger. It hardly looked strong enough to hold an ordinary wolf, let alone a monster the size of Fenrir. Still, Tyr trusted in their amazing skills and said, Come here to the wolf. Compared to the last couple of chains, this little piece of string is nothing. But... If you can burst it, 
I promise I'll let you out. Fenrir padded forward, sniffling the rope suspiciously. It smells of dwarves, he growled, along with a scent of iron and deep, dark caves. Fenrir also smelled a trap very well. But when you tie me up, one of the gods must put his hand in my mouth. He curled his lips, snarling into a grin. If I can't get out, and you don't free me, someone is going to lose their hand. Once again, Tyr was the only god brave enough to volunteer. He put his hand into Fenrir's mouth, being careful not to cut himself on the creature's lethal teeth. The other gods tied the wolves' feet with a silken rope, hoping that the dwarves were really as good as Tyr believed. When the last knot was tied, the wolf flexed his muscles. Nothing happened. He began to struggle, and the ropes only grew tighter. When he saw that it was hopeless, he let out a growl from beneath his teeth. Let me out. But Odin refused. You're much too dangerous to wander around freely. Furious, Fenrir bit down hard, slicing clean through Tyr's wrist. Tyr let out a howl of agony that echoed through Asgard. But thanks to Tyr's sacrifice, the gods didn't have to worry about Fenrir. At least for a little while. But thanks to Fenrir, Tyr spent the rest of his days with a stump instead of a right hand. So, that's a couple more stories for you. Um, I really, really enjoy doing these because these are stories that are very important to me um, as a Norse pagan. So, historically, obviously they don't really mean that much. Um... They are more just fables and myths that some of them, I would say, do have a sort of meaning to them. Um, a lot of things right now, um, and Norse paganism does seem to be very, very popular at the moment, but um, it's something that I've followed for years, decades almost. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a bit strange. Uh, I know some of these stories are a little bit out there i know they're not everyone's taste um but i do hope you enjoy them anyway and like i said let me know we're not going to be doing these every single week so that they're going to be spread out i've got there's loads more stories for you guys so if you are enjoying these you'll have to stay tuned ready for the next ones um we have got quite a few good stories coming up in the next few weeks so Make sure you do pop back, and uh, I hope you're all enjoying what we're doing so far. Um, we do have Dad coming back on the show again in the next couple of weeks. Um, he's got a few more stories. Uh, I know his Lady Be Good episode um, has been really, really popular. Um, quite a good story. I really enjoyed that one. So um, he has got a few more, uh, some very strange ones, and uh, a lot more. I would say I would say they're they're American the stories he's got I I believe I'm just trying to remember which ones he's done ready for you guys um 
I know two of them are definitely American stories and wow they are great stories and um I hope you uh you stay tuned for those so I say it every week I'm just going to say it again because like I said we have had um a few of you guys on Patreon um who have joined that we have had a few of you guys as well altering your pledge so you can alter the amount that you pay and and I can honestly say thank you so much to the guys who are out there I mean we do I think we charge $5 a month for Patreon um and some of you guys have altered the amount you're paying up to 10 or $15 and and you know that's 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 unreal because you you don't get annoyingly with Patreon you don't get any more content or you don't get anything more for paying more um and I know that sounds like I'm I'm sort of shooting myself in the foot here but you don't get anything more for paying more than five dollars you you get exactly the same as everybody else but um you know by by paying more um it just to me it just shows how much you you really do enjoy the podcast and how much you really do enjoy what we do so it really does mean a, a lot to me um everyone on my patreon i think i've got 18 on patreon now 18 or 19 um patreon some of you guys have been with me for years so honestly fantastic and, and you know love you guys forever it's uh you've you're uh amazing what you do for us uh, as a podcast and you know this genuinely the podcast wouldn't be here um if it wasn't for patreon members so for those of you who do tune in every week um but aren't on patreon and you know for for whatever reason um you know just remember that we are here thanks to uh those people who do put their hand in their pockets and and help us out as a podcast and you know it's it's wonderful so thank you very much guys um if you do want to be part of our special club on patreon um it is like i said five dollars a month and it's very easy to get a hold of it's just patreon.com forward slash this week in history so um, get yourselves over there but thank you very much guys and thanks for listening and remember we all have history so make yours great bye-bye Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a stuntman to do their home renovations. Just finished the new sunroom, Mrs. C. The best part is I used candy glass for all the windows, so you can do this. And this. Doesn't hurt a bit either. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. And if you don't want to take the long way to the kitchen, the walls are breakaway too. See? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Geico presents Daily Affirmations. Repeat after me. Our thoughts are like the ocean. Our thoughts are like the ocean. Our thoughts create our reality. Our thoughts create our reality. We're thinking Geico offers claim service 24-7 with personalized attention from an assigned team. Geico offers claim service? Um, I wasn't thinking that. We think it and it becomes our reality. So, uh, what about washboard abs? Let's give it a go. Think really hard. Okay, abs, abs. Yep, keep thinking. To manifest more Geico in your life, go to geico.com.